BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hello, from the studio in Nitro, West Virginia, this is Unreasonable Down. It's a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. This was the sixth game for the Mountaineers. They played Bellarmine in the Coliseum. And I don't want to start by talking about that game. I want Another game happened today in Division I. Louisville hosted New Mexico State. Let's call Louisville's situation challenging. They had probably... The worst Louisville season I can remember in my lifetime last year. I guess it's technically going a little bit better this year. They have the same record as WVU, 3-3. Three and three. They won today. They beat New Mexico State in overtime, 90-84. And I'm telling you this because New Mexico State played 10 guys. So they have a, uh, but they have 10. West Virginia technically has nine guys. They're playing eight, I guess, right? Bembry was back. Apparently he's been injured the last few games. He was back and played some spot minutes. Sumnick didn't play a ton. West Virginia played eight tonight. New Mexico State played 10. And I'm going through the box score here. R. Carpenter, five fouls. K. Izigu, five fouls. J. Harris, five fouls. C. Cook, five fouls. The guys coming off the bench, C. Jackson, five fouls. J. Jackson Posey, five fouls. Are you keeping track? Six Six New Mexico State players fouled out. They had 10 available and dressed. So you know what that means. The le- It means, and it was only for 21.9 seconds, but for the last nearly 22 seconds of the game, New Mexico State played with four guys. 
And so if you had a bet that West Virginia was going to be the first team in Division One to finish a game with four players on the court, Hoosier style, you lost that bet. New Mexico State wins that bet. And they had to go to overtime to do it. But that is, number one, congrats to WVU for not being the first to do that this season. Does that happen once a season? I feel like that's a rare bird. West Virginia, and they won by four today. And it was a challenging game. And West Virginia against anybody in Division I basketball with these guys available are having a hard time getting the 60. They got the 62 barely against a Bellarmine defense. I mean, just look. If if you watch the game, you see Jesse Edwards. You see the distinct advantage that he has against anybody guarding him. You see the beginning, the tip-off. You just see giants against not giants. And... So that doesn't mean everything, but it's not going to get much easier this season for the rest of the season than playing offense against Bellerman with love and respect to Bellerman. And West Virginia barely got the 62. But what they didn't do, what they don't do, of all the changes between Bob Huggins and Josh Shiler as a coach of, and there are many in demeanor and coaching style, how they play offense and defense defensively, the night and day difference almost by necessity of how often West Virginia fouls. And you can't, right? You can't play. And maybe if it was up to Eilert, cause he said going into this season, he wanted to keep, Bob Huggins' defensive philosophies, but he's going to do some new stuff on, on defense. But when you have eight guys, you do switch it up. West Virginia, we saw no zone tonight. Only eight fouls in 40 minutes. Eight fouls against Bellerman. And just six games in, they just don't. You you rarely see the other team getting the bonus this team doesn't foul. I don't know how they're doing it. And they're doing a decent job, an overall decent job, given the circumstances of playing defense. The offense is really bad. The offense is really bad six games in. But the defense is okay. And on top of that, the, the New Mexico State scenario that played out today hasn't even been on the radar. Truthfully, for eight guys, you could totally see a game where West Virginia, maybe they're not playing four guys, but Ollie's in, and maybe like Offrey is bringing the ball down the court as the point guard. And they didn't, and I don't think that's in the cards, and it's because West Virginia doesn't foul. So that's wild. Uh, the offensive woes continued. This game, four starters scored. Nevay with a bounce back game offensively. And Josiah Harris still off the board. And so during the game in the Smoking Musket Discord, 
game thread, I put it out there like, okay, maybe Josh Eilert has to bench Josiah Harris. Just a reaction. You know, if you have two games in a row where a guy doesn't score a point and he's not Gabe Osaboyan, then you have to consider maybe him not playing as much. You don't have a ton of options established. We know this. For a team that's struggling with offense, how can you justify having a guy, one of your eight, who start the game and plays a lot of minutes, score zero points? And again, not be the conference defensive player of the year. And then you look at the numbers. And Josh Eilert has told you that he's on the analytics game. And I go to the website cbbanalytics.com. Thank you for their information. And you look at lineups that are out there. uh, All of the five-man lineups, which is not a ton. There's not a ton of variation (laughs) if you're playing eight guys. But guess who is the best lineup? It's a lineup that includes Josiah Harris. And the second best lineup is a lineup that includes Josiah Harris. And the next three best lineups as far as net rating, um, they <laughs> some of them still include Josiah Harris. One of them does. But the analytics say it doesn't matter if he scores or not. When he's in the lineup, that's that's good for the team. And so the best lineup thus far is the current current starting lineup of Kobe, Offrey, Josiah, Quinn, and Jesse Edwards. And that doesn't include the numbers from the Bellarmine game this evening, but I'd be shocked if that's still not the case after this game. But that coaching staff is looking at the same numbers that I'm looking at. And what we're looking at offensively is unprecedented for this program. We're eight, we're eight or we're six games in. And at minimum, Kirk Kreese is going to come back and help with offense. All right. But right now in Ken Pomeroy's computer, another analytics tool, West Virginia is 182nd in the country in offense, offensive rating. 182. And that's, that is, so that's technically middle of the pack of Division One. It's really bad um, for a Power Six team. And you just go down the stats. They're 330th in effective field goal percentage. They're 334th in shots inside the three-point line. They're shooting under 30% from three. That's good for 275th in the country. That turnover rate that started off really good in the first couple of games, we're going downhill. They're 225th in turnover percentage. They're 192 in free throw percentage. Just Ken Palm, when you see red, it's a bad thing. And offensively, it's, it's, it's really bad. And so when I'm saying unprecedented think of the worst wvu teams in the last 20 years i mean you got to go back you got to go 
It's just unprecedented. Right now they're at 182. No team since Ken Pomeroy's been keeping track of this stuff going back to 1997 has and those and there's some bad teams in there have been as low as 182. So it's a six game sample size. The closest you're going to get is not even <laughs> it's not even in you can't put this on Gail Cadlett. I guess he's technically that 2002 team that ushered in his retirement and the first year of John Beeline with a coach in between we don't have to get into. That team ended the year 154th in offensive efficiency. And then outside of that, the next worst team was the 2013 Bob Huggins team that went 133rd. That's where they ended at. And so we're in unprecedented waters. Can West Virginia, even if this is a bad record for the year, can they get to a watermark of 133rd? I think they can with Kerback. I think he he is good at shooting the three. He is good at running offense. He's a true point guard. And that's going to get better. Defense may struggle a little bit. But it's actually amazing that West Virginia has a 500 record as bad as they're doing offensively. And how many how many offers you've gotten even in just the last two games. And the schedule is going to so the good news is the schedule, the next three games are at home. The next two are against St. John's and they're against Pitt. So against two power six teams, uh, Josh Eilert has confidence in his guys. He's got confidence in Josiah Harris that he's going to make shots and and the floodgates are going to open. I don't want to, that's not exactly what he said, but something along those lines. I hope so because, uh, spoiler alert, and we'll talk about St. John's at the end, uh, they have more than eight guys, and they're going to run similar to SMU, and we saw how that game went. And then Pitt is Pitt is not doing bad this year. West Virginia's had their number for a long time. Ugh. You just can't, against good competition, be this stymied on offense. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right. If you've listened to this podcast for, are you a long-time listener? You know how there's long-time listeners of things. If you're one of those, early in the early days of Unreasonable Doubt, I wanted to interact and 
and answer questions on the podcast. Sometimes that manifested in me reading scam emails because those are the only emails that were coming in about WVU basketball. But now we've got this fancy Discord under the smoking musket umbrella. And there's a spot where you can ask questions. And some of you have asked questions. So thank you to everybody who's done that. I'll start with the first question. This is from New Name Who Dis. I know nothing besides the final score. How should I feel? You should feel good that West Virginia won. It's it's just getting wins. It doesn't matter if it's one point against Bellarmine. Gone for this season is the era of like, hey, is the equivalent of Spencer Mackey going to get into the game at the end. It ain't that. It ain't that this season. So if you look at the if you look at the final score and see that West Virginia has scored more points than the other team, then you should feel encouraged because you know outside of the numbers why we're here. But I would recommend you know, joining this exclusive club and watching the games. The these are on ESPN Plus. So you can go back the day after and they just live there on the internet. You could just watch the game. And and sneaky a good thing is to watch a game when you know the result. It's kind of sneaky good. I mean, the the counter argument is Part, the the main reason you watch sports is because you don't know how it's going to play out. I would say you save yourself a lot of heartache, especially in a season like this, where once you know the result, you don't have anxiety if it's close and it goes the wrong way. Just a little, that's between you and me. Nobody else heard that. All right, so here's here's the submitted questions. This is from night 676. Okay, how disappointed are you that we look so lost and feel like a D2 team barely scrapping by instead of the juggernaut we were promised? Uh night 676 uh have you you we're on the same page as far as what transpired in the off season. I don't remember when that promise was made. You know, you could come back to me and say a promise is a promise. Uh, <laughs> but there has been a change of coach and people leaving in a in a coaching change transfer portal. And, you know, a guy collapsed in the preseason game and a suspension and a, a waiver denial, multiple waiver denials. Like all that happened. I don't know when the promise was made. I can't actually confirm there was a promise of a juggernaut, but uh, I would say not disappointed. I am not disappointed given what has transpired (laughs) with love and respect. And then night six, seven, six. Also, when we get Kerr and a cook back, how much better will this team actually be? They're just going to be, for example, let's use the SMU game as an example. This is hypothetical. Does West Virginia beat SMU with Kerr and a Cook? I don't I can't say that they would have. However, what you can't 
say if those two guys are playing is they just they ran out of gas. Or you wouldn't just flat out say West Virginia lost because they have eight guys and they completely they completely flatlined and there was still more game to play. So it takes that out of the equation. And so maybe it's a close game. Maybe West Virginia has a chance of winning. Uh, I don't want to speculate on a cook because that's a health thing. And he's got to worry about life before basketball. And he's going to make that decision. I guess if he's positively uh, improving health wise and he gets the okay. So that's, but there's no timetable on that. I don't think because how can you have a timetable given what happened in the exhibition game with him? So, but when Kerr comes back, just it is going to get better offensively where established they're struggling a ton and I'm willing to give up a little bit defensively to have more fluidity. I mean, we saw the exhibition game and we saw how much better it flowed with Kerr in there running the point Kobe Johnson and the reps he's getting and how slow Seth Wilson has come out of the gates. You could see Kobe sliding over to the two and we've established analytics say, keep Josiah out there, but like, that's going to, that's going to be better. It, how much better? I think it'll be noticeably better. And then regardless, adding division, a division one player, having nine guys available instead of eight, especially at the guard position is going to be huge for this team. And then same with the cook. If he comes back, how much that gives you flexibility for Jesse Edwards to maybe he still plays more minutes than what he was anticipating, but you, you can visualize having a cook at the five. You can make that work and Quinn and, and a cook out there, or like you can just there's it just gives you more options and it gives so where you know it eliminates where they're going to ha- they're calling timeouts just to get rest that's where we're at currently and so adding one or two players at a base level regardless of how good they are is going to help ease that concern that's that you really have to think about but you do when you're only playing eight guys and i would argue really just tonight, as an example, played six guys. And then Pat and Bembry got spot minutes. Next question from Jake Lance, WVU Knight. Would you give Eilert another year or go after a high-level coach? I think Eilert can be included in the search, but I think inherently if you say interim, then I don't know outside, uh, given the circumstances, how how do you know how good Josh Eiler is at coaching basketball? I would argue six games in, Eiler is good at managing the situation. Like he's saying all the right things. It's definitely uh, his demeanor and his how he's approaching this from a coaching standpoint off the court is as all you could want from a guy holding the job given the circumstances from the offseason. But to equate that into a 
signing a pick a however long it, the the contract's going to be your scenario Jake implies that hey we'll just run this back for one more year which would feel like it even if the interim label's not there that would feel interim if he gets one more year and would Josh either want to do that and maybe he would but i think this goes to outside search when everybody's searching see who's available Eilert should absolutely get uh like the first interview and you've you've had that's that's the perk of being the interim coach is you can see behind the scenes and you know what kind of hand he was dealt and you can factor that in but just you can't you can't just not do the search too so they're going to go after a high level coach and i wouldn't blame uh ren baker for doing that but josh eilert six games in and for this entire season regardless of what the results are he deserves the first interview and maybe he gets beat out for a long-term choice and then since he ear with the last question do you feel confident that battle would stay if he's not eligible until 24-25, short answer, don't feel confident. Why would I feel confident? And Raekwon Battle is a different person than Jose Perez and with two different circumstances. And Jose Perez was, I guess, I don't know right, the right language. He was dismissed from the team is how I'm going to phrase it. Um, but also Jose Perez, before he got dismissed, he entered the transfer portal when the portal opened back up in June. So unfairly, I'm taking my Jose Perez experience and putting it at my confidence level of if battle uh, would stick around even if he just waits until next year. So thank you for all the questions. I didn't have to make up names. And questions did not have to read scam emails. I always reserve the right to read a scam email as a legit question for the podcast because they never are about basketball and they're always entertaining. Unreasonable Doubt is under the smoking musket umbrella. Check out the Discord. Been talking about the Discord. Send your questions for the podcast there. Converse with other WVU fans during basketball games. During West Virginia is going to play a bowl game. So you can talk with people during the game, the bowl game. We'll find out that soon. Joel and Jordan on West by Pod, a WVU football podcast. They're going to be talking about the Baylor win. They're going to be talking about WVU's bowl prospects. Other stuff as well. Check them out. Go to smokingmusket.com. Follow Smoking Musket on social media. Smoking Musket. Do it. The next game for WVU, out of the shadows of streaming, back into the light again. The Big East Big 12 battle. I don't know what it's called. West Virginia is hosting this year. Friday, December 1st, 7 p.m., ESPN2. West Virginia will host the St. John's Red Storm. Quinn Slazinski revenge game? I don't know about that. 
here's the concerns for St. John's. They play more than than eight guys established. They they like to play fast. That's a problem. Their offensive rebounding percentage is 45.2%. That's good for second in the nation in offensive rebounding. Bellerman had five more Bellerman had five more offensive rebounds than WVU this evening. So that's going to be a big problem, but this game's at home. It is a Quinn Slezinski revenge game. I'll go ahead and say that. And West Virginia has a few days off. So hopefully, but see, I thought this last, I thought with this, with the SMU game, that decent break, West Virginia will have fuel in the tank, but if they play St. John's style, if they try to run with St. John's, that's going to be a problem. And Rick Patino, regardless of how you feel about that guy, so much experience with coaching. Josh Eilert, six games of Division I head coaching experience. So all those are our concerns. The computers have it close. And by the computers, I'm just looking at Kim Pomeroy's model. West Virginia will, I assume, will be a betting underdog Friday. And so we'll see what happens. But the but the but the numbers are not favorable for WVO. Let's get instead of worrying about if West Virginia can beat St. John's, can we get Josiah Harris in the points column? Let's just if you're listening to this. Let's just send if you uh, I don't know if I believe in this or not. I don't believe in this, but let's as a as an exercise, let's channel our energy to getting Josiah Harris to shoot the basketball and it goes into the basket to count for points. And it can be a free throw, it can be a dunk, it can be a three-pointer, anything, anything where the where the ball goes through the basket. And then when I look at his box score, it says more than zero. Let's just will that into existence. And that's what I'm looking for on Friday night because the other numbers are not favorable (laughs) for WVU. But can Josiah Harris score more than zero points? That's what I'm going to pay attention to. And maybe the other stuff will take care of itself. But let's, let's focus on Josiah scoring again. All right, that uh, that's my approach to Friday's game, and I don't think the Big Twelve is going to do a battle with the Big East anymore. I think this is the last year. I don't know if that's true or not. I know they did away with the SEC challenge, so will the Big East battle go by the wayside? If it's if this is the last battle, let West Virginia go out with a win. Why not? Besides. All the things I just said that make it a tough task. (laughs) That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms or just pick one. Apple Podcasts, Overcast Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, YouTube. Until next time, I'm Josh Witt. WVU for the 2023-2024 season. They have three wins and they have three losses.
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.